host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Good day, everybody. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and today my special guest is Pedro. Say your last name for me so I don't butcher it. Menezes. <laughs> Menezes. So I was right. Okay, well, I was right. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on the show today, Pedro. Um, I know you got quite a story, um, and it's cool because we're brothers in the same uh, networking group, um, which it's just been amazing for me to be a part of because I get to meet guys like you um, who are just kicking some butt. But um, what I like to do is I like the audience to know who you are. So I want you to let them know like who you are, what kind of give a background where you came from and what you do. Absolutely, man. First of all, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me to your podcast, man. I'm excited to be here and hopefully I can inspire some of your, someone in your audience, you know, um, it's, it's a privilege every time I have this kind of opportunities, man, you know, because I get to share part of my story, like you said, you know, and like, um, like you mentioned, my name is Pedro Menezes, man. And I, I, I was born and raised in Guatemala, you know, actually I just moved to the United States uh, a little over seven years ago. So my life never been like uh, entrepreneurship and all that stuff, you know, like I grew up in a really good family. Uh, my parent, uh, my dad, actually, he was a very successful, he's still a um, very successful man. He built his own company. So I had the privilege to grow in a very, um, in a really good family. You know, my, my dad was in a good position and uh, I'm the little one from three sisters. So as you can imagine, I was spoiled as hell, right? Like I was the, I was the, ba- I'm still the baby, right? It doesn't matter if you can see me here. With a, yeah. You can, I can have this big ass beer and shit, man. And, and, and I'm still the baby, <laughs> you know? And I think that's never going to change. So anyway, man, long story short, I mean, it was a blessing growing up that way, but I guess at some point uh, that really didn't serve me in life, but because I grew up being very overprotected and, uh, spoil and all that kind of stuff you know that uh, as an adult it really doesn't serve you so uh long story short man i uh, went to private school went to college never finished college when i became a teenager that's where all the problems really started you know because i was never good in school i my teachers always hated me like i think I, the other day i made a post about a teacher that always bullied me you know like because i was such a bad student but it was not because I was a bad student, you know. The problem was that I didn't like these motherfuckers to tell me what to do with my life, you know, since I was a little, a, a, a little kid. Because when I started college, and, you know, in college, you don't have the teachers right uh, chasing you, right, to give you your, uh, where's your homework and all that kind of stuff. So 
uh, when I got to college, I got more serious and I became a good student actually, you know, because right. I was doing something that I wanted to do and I didn't have nobody telling me what the hell to do with my life. So, uh, but still, man, I, I caused a lot of problems, you no know, uh, parties like any other teenager <laughs> when you're in your early 20s, right? Parties, women. Uh, and it was easy for me because even if I didn't have a job or if I had a job and I would blow up all my money, daddy was always there for me, you know? Right. And even if that represented to go and have lunch with him on a Friday, sit down in his office for three, four hours uh, because he was yelling me how big piece of a shit I was. And then at the end, I was giving me the money. So... <laughs> He'd yell at you and then go, here you go, son. <laughs> yeah. He, and the thing is, I hate that. I did like 500 bucks or some shit like that, right? And he will yell at me for three freaking hours and tell me how bad of a son I was. And at the end, he will give me the $500. And before I, when I was walking out of the door, here, take 200 more. <laughs> you were spoiled now. You are the baby. <laughs> I know, man. But you know, I, 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 I there was so, there, there was always something in me telling me like, this is not right. You know, like this is not the way you should be doing life. And, and eventually, man, when I was like 21, 22, I wanted to start doing life uh, on my own. I wanted to be independent. I always had that idea of like, if my dad had a business, I can start a business, you know? So subconsciously without even notice of knowing stuff about entrepreneurship and all that stuff, man, I, I always had that mentality of like, I want to do my own stuff, you know? But being spoiled, man, my parents always stopped me from doing it. My mom was, I think my mom, man, uh, the problem with my mom was that uh, she got affected by her divorce. You know, when they got, they split when I was like eight years, eight years old. They finally filed a divorce when I was like 20 years old. But I think my mom, during all those years, uh, her mission was to raise uh, someone who was not like my dad. And she made a huge mistake like that by, by trying to do that, you know? Right. And, by the, I, and I think what my mom meant was, he didn't want to raise, uh, he didn't want to have a son that it was be an alcoholic because my dad is an alcoholic. Okay. Um, so uh, an alcoholic, someone who's cheating on his wife and all that kind of stuff. I think my mom didn't want it to grow, me to grow that way, you know? So right. she did everything uh, and she stopped me from enjoying some, uh, a lot of my, a lot of stuff in my youth, you know, when I was a teenager and uh, got me a bunch of problems, you know, I tried to get, I tried to get engaged. That shit didn't work. Moved to Costa Rica for a year, convinced my dad to sponsor me to try to finish college in Costa Rica. Hmm. Obviously that was a whole year where I just party the whole year. I started too. I did good, but it was, it was insane. You know, it was four guys living in a huge house, right? Uh, <laughs> recipe for party. Re recipe uh, for disaster, as they say. Exactly. That was the recipe for disaster. Went back to Guatemala, man, and, and uh, trying to chase my ex-fiance at that point, you know, and, and it didn't work. So I literally left everything that I was trying to build in Costa Rica going after her. And uh, that was the last six, seven months I spent in Guatemala, man. And during that time, I find myself in a position where I was like, I really need to do something for myself. I didn't have a job. I was broke. I was trying to start a business with a friend. Uh, it didn't work. I was drinking all the time. I was just not being productive. I was just being a freaking loser, man. And I was just tired of living that way, you know, because I, I need to get away. When I was in Costa Rica, I experienced that being away from my family was helping me because I didn't have that uh, roadblock, you know, because everything that I wanted to start doing something, they would be like, no, that's, that's, that's dangerous or you're going to fail or you, you don't have what it takes to do that, you know? So the opportunity one day showed up and I pray to God as I'm like, man, just give me one opportunity. I need to do something for myself, you know? Right. And two weeks after a friend of mine calls me, he's like, hey man, I'm having a couple of drinks in my house. You want to come and join me? Yeah, sure having a conversation that night. He's like, man, 
I'm, I'm living, I'm moving to the States. My cousin is there. He has worked for me. And uh, um, I'm just going to go and see if it works for me, you know, like I'm, I'm not doing anything here in Guatemala. It's like, I just going to go try. And then, you know, <laughs> the light bulb went on. It's like, Hey man, do you, what, you want to talk to your cousin and see if there's probably a, a, another spot for someone else. Right. And long story short, that's how I end up here, man. They call me, their boss called me, did an interview through on the phone and then like, okay, man, just, we just pay your flight ticket, everything. And then uh, a couple of weeks after I was flying to, to Virginia beach, man, like, uh, like not even with a whole full suitcase because according to my parents i was coming here for 21 days some friends that i met in costa rica they invited me to their beach house in virginia beach <laughs> you know and um uh, that was the, the the whole idea that's, that's that was the whole plan and then till this day man my parents still believe that i <laughs> i came here for 21 days and it's been seven years i haven't gone back home and that's when everything started man that's that's what all this entrepreneurship uh, journey for me started but from there it didn't get better you know it just got worse for, at least for the first few years so that's how everything started man <laughs> well you know? one that takes a lot of courage right when you you had enough insight and you know knew yourself enough like i gotta get out of this or i'm gonna party myself yeah. into nothing right and uh yeah i remember those days they were not good you know and like i kind of like similar to you like was not a good student in high school you know, I barely graduated with like a 1.7, you know, barely D average. And I even <laughs> had teachers kick me out of their class and blah, blah, blah. And, but, you know, it, you know, when I went to school for college, it was like, cause I wanted to do it. So it was different. Right. You know what I mean? So I get what you're saying. And then this the whole journey for like, for me, this whole journey of becoming an entrepreneur is maybe two years old for me. So it's a right. scary thing when you're trying to figure out what, what your calling is and what you're going to do. So I give you mad props for, for leaving your home and just going, right. I recognize yeah, he's not good for me. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find out in the world by myself. And, but yeah. that's just only going to make you a stronger person. Right. You know, man, I always say something. Uh, and I think the, 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 the price that you have to pay in life in order to change your life is is directly correlated to uh, the level of average you reach in life, you know? So for yeah. me, it was a huge price because I not only had to leave my country, I left my country. I literally just packed whatever that I could, you know, because I couldn't pack much because I, like I said, my mom, I was packing, packing a bunch of stuff in my mind. I was like, you're just going for 21 days. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. They cannot find out because right. you know, one, of my, one of my sisters <laughs> even told me, like, listen, she was the only one uh, who knew. She was like, listen, uh, just pack your shit and leave. Don't tell anything to my parents because if you say something to them, they're going to talk you out of that, that idea. Right. And you're never going to leave this place, you know? And uh, that's what I did, man. And I just packed what I could and, and, and bought one, one way ticket. And, and that's all I did, you know, and never look back until this day. I never look back. And, and, and that's what everything started. But like I said, there's a price you have to pay. And, and, and I recognize, man, that I was like, I was a complete loser. I was almost 25 years old and I didn't have no future. I didn't have no goals. I didn't have no ambition. I didn't have nothing in my life. I was living with my fucking mom, you know, right. when I was 25 years old. So, so, so that's, that's a freaking loser, <laughs> you know? So, and I put myself there. I mean, I put myself there for not making the right decisions before and for ignorance or also not, uh, looking for answers for the things that I was struggling years, years before, you know? And so that price, man, for me was really high because not only I left my house, 
But two years into like, yeah, two years being here in the U.S., that was April 15, 2015. I remember I never going to forget that date because that date I was in Colorado and I had my passport and I have my visa and I have my phone. And I was like, you have to make a decision right here because I was or I buy a ticket and go back home or I suck it up, lose my visa, lose my legal status, lose everything and suck it up for a couple of years until you try to figure out what to do here in the States. As you can see, that's what I did. So I spent like almost four years illegally, you know, and uh, those years, man, that, that it was, it was hard because especially when I got to a point where I was alone, I was on, on my own. I didn't have friends. I didn't have family clothes. I didn't have nothing, man. It was like at the beginning it was scary, but then I learned how to be lonely, you know, I, I, not lonely, but I, I learned how to be on my own, you know? Right. So it was a huge, it was a huge price that I had to pay. Man, it's not easy, especially here in the U.S. And the shit is that, that the year that I, I, everything expired for me, like all my legal stuff, that's that's the year that uh, 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 Trump got elected. And I don't like, and I like Trump, you know. I don't have nothing against the guy. Like a lot right. of people say, like, "How do you like Trump?" Man, like I, I grew up in a country where he's conservative, so that's what I'm aligned with, you know. Right. So. Uh, I didn't blame the guy for what he was doing, but it was like, shit, this sucks. This is the same year that I'm losing everything. That's the year that all this shit is going on with Trump and the wall and the immigration and all that kind of stuff. And so can you imagine adding that fear factor into everything that you're already struggling and everything you have in your mind? Because you're like, what in the hell I'm going to do, right? Like you have to live every single day. Like You have to wash your back all the time and you have to drive the speed limit. You cannot like have a taillight off because... If you get pulled over, that's it. End of story, man. Like yeah. living a couple of years like that is not freaking easy. <laughs> yeah, that's like four years of major stress, like you said. And you had to be good because any little slip, even if it was like not using your turn signal and they pull you over, you're done. Yeah. Like they're gonna send you home. They're gonna they're gonna take you in, send you home. So I give you mad credit for for sticking it out, right? Because you had a dream, obviously, and you yeah. were gonna do whatever it took to to get that dream and like look where you're at today you got a lot of stuff going on tell the audience like what you have like what do you do for for your work for your passion like what is the stuff that you do well man uh you want to talk about passion i really like i really like helping people you know but right now i have a marketing company so um but it's called the marketing brewing company because we focus only on helping the craft beer industry because i love beer you know so i found a niche <laughs> I found the niche is like perfect, you know, like I can work and drink beer. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any day. So that's where we started the marketing company. And right now this year I'm working on, I want to expand to like uh, distilleries, maybe uh, bars and probably restaurants, something like that. And also I'm, I'm doing real estate with my wife here in Texas. Uh, We live in Dallas. Uh, so, uh, she's been doing real estate for two years. I just got my license last year, you know, COVID happened. So everything in the marketing company just, uh, got slow because my audience, right, was the one that got more affected. You know, right. breweries they got like they got hammered with all this COVID bullshit. So uh, got the free times. Like, let's get my license. It was in my plans already, but for this year. But it's like, you know what? We have the time now. So uh, right. got yeah. my license last year. You know, and then now we work in real estate. We're building uh, our business together and, and recruiting agents and. and helping sellers and buyers at this point. And, and it's been a great journey, you know, and actually I'm, I'm about to launch a new serp, a new product too. It's called, uh, I don't know if I want to say this, but, uh, well, I got, I got to share it here because probably when it comes out, this episode comes out, it's going to be live already, you know? Uh, but, uh, it's called a project. Uh, the name of the project is the way of the modern beast. 
you know? And I think, to be honest with you, man, I think this is going to be the project of my life. Because during all this process and all this, my journey, man, for the past seven years, uh, no, I'm grateful for all of it, you know? Because like I was telling you, one of those years where you have to like watch every single move, I'm grateful right. for that, man, because he taught me how to be very focused on the details, you know, like right. really, really focus on the details. But man, during all these years, man, I just been having all this self-development uh, towards my masculinity and all that kind of stuff. And all this shit that is happening right now in the world, man, like all this toxic masculinity bullshit. And now, now conscious want to cancel man and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> right. and, and, and I'm really totally against that, you know, and, and I know that we men, we as men, you know, we we are essential in society, you know, like our role as men, it is important. So, man, I've been going through a lot of transformation in that in my life. And and finally, man, a couple, like a month ago, the, the idea just showed up, you know, like I need to do something. So uh, the way of the modern beast is going to be a project, not only uh, a community, you know, where we can build men, because we men, we need community with, with, with other men. So right. the whole idea is to build a community for, for us, man, where we can develop ourselves, we can develop our masculinity, recover our masculinity, so give a give fuck off to all these uh, losers, you know, right. and really, really be what we're we supposed to be as men, you know. Right. But at the same time, uh, I'm adding a, uh, have all these swag uh, stuff that I already designed. Uh, I'm going to have a beer care products. I'm going to have like skincare line and all that stuff because the whole idea is to, we, we live in modern times, right? Right. Uh, we live in a time where like 50 years ago, if you would like go to the store and get a moisturizer for a man, everybody would thought that you were gay, right? But now it's different because we have now understand that, you know, you have to take care of yourself as a man, you know, either you grow a beard or you shave, whatever yeah. you do, you have to take care. You have to look presentable. You have to represent uh, like what is a man, right? So the whole idea is to help the mother man to take care, like to master himself, to master his self-care and and other stuff that I'm uh, that I'm involved with this project. So I'm working on this right now, and that's my third project that I'm launching this year. <laughs> nice, man. That's some awesome stuff, right? To come from basically nothing, and if you have built yourself up for the last seven years. That's amazing, right? Like they say in our group, that's what winning looks like, bro. You you are what winning looks like, you know. And if I could, I wish I could grow a beard, but this <laughs> this is about as good as it gets, bro. It takes me like some years to get it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, I get jealous of you guys that have these big old big beers sometimes, but then sometimes I go, no, I see what happens with all those, but whatever. But you know, <laughs> um, for me, like when I joined apex, right. And like, you're one of the first guys I connected with and I watched you bro. And you just have been like nonstop from the get go. Like you're always doing something, you know what I mean? And that's just like amazing. And then I finally got to meet you and give you a hug. Yeah. Know, that was awesome. In February which was cool. I got to meet a lot of the people that, you know, that we know on Facebook and it was an amazing yeah. event for me to meet all my friends and now finally in person and uh, you know, the ones who support me and vice versa, you know, and you know, Pedro has gone through a lot as you can hear, he's very, very passionate. So, you know, to, uh, to continue, like, so, you know, I, I, I wrote my book, fearless happiness. Right. So I like to ask yeah. my guests, because uh, I've had conversations with so many people, right? People in Apex, uh, from the entourage to the executive. And the answers I get for these next couple of questions, they're so different, but the same, if that makes sense. So tell me yeah. 
in your own words, like what does fearless mean to you? Because you just showed us. I mean, you left your country, you know what I mean? And you came here to America and now you're making something of yourself. So tell the audience what, what your definition of fearless is and how that shows up for you every day. Uh, for me, man, something that I, uh, I didn't understand that, but in a few words for me is burn the damn boats and never look back, you know? That's for me being fearless, you know, to make a decision for yourself there, for you're going to change your life. And you're never going to look back ever again. You know, like that, whatever you're going to do every single day, you're going to wake up every single day and you're going to do what you're committed to do in order to better your life or even to change your life, whatever you are in life, you know, like mm-hmm. being fearless for me is knowing that whatever you're going to do, you're going to face critic. You're going to face a lot of hardship, a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles, but you're going to keep pushing forward no matter what, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much life tries to stop you, you're just going to keep doing it. You know, and you're not going to be afraid of failing. That's, that's being fearless for me, you know, exactly. but I think everything uh, comes down to uh, just burn the boat. So just get to work, you know, whatever you decide to do, just go for it and never look back. You know, I don't, I, that's, that's something that I've been living my life now. You know, it's like, there's no plan B, fuck it. There's only one plan. If it doesn't work, we need to find out a way to make it work. There's no way back. (laughs) Right. No regrets. Like you're, that's what I'm hearing is no regrets being unapologetic. Like I'm here and I'm going to make something of myself. Yeah. You know, man, for, for my whole life, uh, it probably because the way I grew up, I was, I was always afraid of being judged. You know, right. I was always every single time I wanted to do something and it still happens sometimes, you know, because you create these habits in, in, in your mind and, and, and this this uh, programming in your mind. Right. And it happens still sometimes. But man, for for many years, I, I always uh, found myself like asking for permission, you know, or asking for if I wanted to do something, I need to hear someone else's opinion to see like, oh, to to find an, to see if it will work or not you know like right. what do you think about this what do you think about that i don't i don't care what you think anymore man whatever i do i'm gonna do it and if it works it works and if it's not i mean i'm gonna ask if i'm gonna hear some uh, someone's opinion is gonna be for someone who's been doing exactly what i want to do you know absolutely so, right learning from the experience where they say always fail forward right yeah. And most of the great people that we know, like even Ryan talks about it, Ryan Stuman and, and a lot of the guys that are executives and ladies and gentlemen, they always talk about how they failed. They just kept going. Right. Yep. That's like Michael Jordan. You know, they always want to talk about his shots that he made, but he always talks about all the ones he missed. Thousands, yep. tens of thousands. Right. And, hey. and and that's just the way we got to do it. Right. Because we learn from those experiences. And you know, one of the, one of the things that I have heard a lot recently, and even for like big names, like at my lead and a lot of people is that they always have to deal with fear. Even until this day, man, even that they're billionaires, they're still having to deal with fear. And I think that's a problem with many people, you know, they don't understand that just because you're fearless, that doesn't mean you're not going to deal with fear. You're still going to deal with fear. You're still going to deal with that imposter syndrome. You're still going to doubt sometimes, you know, because it is normal. You like, if you're going to start a new business, right? It doesn't matter if you already have two businesses, but you're going to start a third business that is completely different from what you've been doing before. Is that like, you're still going to doubt because you don't know nothing about that industry or whatever product you're trying to sell. So yeah. you, you have, you're going to experience the doubt no matter what, but the, the, the thing is that what are you going to do about it? You know? Absolutely. And I, like I said, I've been in that, you know what I mean? Like when I said, I'm going to write a book, I had no idea, you know, but thank God I have people, that I could go to, like you said, that had done it right. And, and learn and, and get it done. Uh, 
or creating my own business, right? Thank God for Apex, where they teach us all the stuff that goes with building your own business, right? Your CRM and uh, building the machine and marketing and, you know, and then still, because I'm kind of new, I say I'm, what, I've been here a year now and I'm still learning. And some of this stuff, I'm like, ah, you know, like some guys make (laughs) it so easy. And then I'm trying to like our conversation before we started the podcast, right? I'm just like, they make it look so easy, damn it. You know what I mean? But, I know. but people don't realize like yourself, you've done it because you do it. Like you've done it through trial and error. Okay. That didn't work. So I'll try it this way. That didn't work. I'm going to try it this way. Right. And then, like you said, then you ask for the help for the people that went before us and have made it work. Right. And and that's what I'm learning now is to reach out and ask for help and go, look, I don't know it all. And I'm not going to be stubborn and think I know how to do everything because that's going to keep me stuck. Right. And I had a great conversation with one of my mentors who, you know, uh, Chris Whitehead, right. Regarding being fearless. And he goes, will we ever be fearless? He goes, probably not. Right. Because there's always something that's going to creep in. It's how we handle it. It's how we forge through it. You know, we go forward like is uh, like Theodore Roosevelt says, the only thing to fear is fear itself. And what do we do? Like, what have we all been taught to do? Like in our group is to face our fears and go for it. Right. And if you totally. fail, so what? At least you tried, you know, unless you're, you're not going to be this dude that says, oh, I can't do that because I'm afraid. Right. At least yeah. you're going to say, like, I tried it. Yeah, I might have failed. But guess what? I'm still going. Um, so that's awesome. Absolutely, man. And, you know, it's uh, uh, like I, that's what I was saying, you know, like you're still going to have to deal with it, but it's your attitude and, and the habit that you create every time you're going to face fear. You know, I, I, I made a post yesterday uh, about uh, how in my Krav Maga class, you know, I do Krav Maga all the time, I, I, almost every day. I always hear my instructors like, you got to get punched if you want to learn. You know, you got to get punched in the face if you want to learn it. And it always reminds me of how important it is to understand that, you know, like you have to do whatever it is that you want to do, but understand that you're going to get hit in the fucking mouth, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, like know. you're going to get punched in the face no matter what, you know, but it's important that you get punched in the face. You know, it is important that you take those hits in the freaking face because uh, that's how you learn. That's how you develop your skills or how you improve yourself or how you like, okay, I don't, I, I, I did you recognize your mistakes right you get punched in the face you know so every time i go in there you know like and it's scary still to get punched in the face but you know every time it's like you know what no one goes suck it up punch me i'm like good time yeah it's like when they they tell like put your guard your your mouth guard and and get ready it's like holy shit it's about to get it's about to get nasty you know oh yeah i get it and see that's what's cool like guys i guess that love martial arts like um i'm hoping to get back into my jujitsu right and it's the same thing. Like my instructors have always said, bro, you're going to get tapped out. You're going to get punched. You're going to be kicked. But what are you going to do? Are you going to like cower and go, I quit? Or are you going to fight back? Right? Yeah. So like, I just, I love your energy because that's true. Right. Because if we quit, you know, there's like something that I learned a long time ago from my mentors was don't quit five minutes before the miracle. You know what I mean? Whatever that is, that was like in case of my, re- you know, in regards to my recovery, Like if I would have quit, I wouldn't be sitting here with my friend Pedro having this awesome conversation (laughs) about life and about being fearless and right. Because, right, if you're going to be in fear, you might as well not do Krav Maga because like you said, you're going to get punched. You're going to get hit or you might as well not do jujitsu because someone's going to throw an arm bar or choke you out. And you might as well, (laughs) you know, sit on the sidelines and watch. But those are great um, analogies. You know, it's true. 
you're going to get hit. You're going to get punched. Life is going to, I just posted something in the group. Um, I don't know if you're part, you're part of fearless happiness, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I just posted yesterday, something pretty serious, like, like a, a thing I went through and it was no joke. Right. And like, life is going to punch you in the gut or kick you in the face. And it's how we respond to that. Right. Yeah. We get back up, we brush ourselves off, you know, like Rocky says, you get punched, knocked down seven, you get up eight, or that's a Chinese proverb, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's about us getting back up and see the cool thing that helps with that being fearless is when you surround yourself with the people that, you know what I mean? That you choose yeah. to, that whole saying about like, we are the average of the five people we surround ourselves with. In our case, we got tons of people that are great examples for us that push us to be our best and most elite version of ourselves that don't let us have excuses. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the hats say the F Y E fuck your excuses. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's an awesome, awesome um, definition. So in my book, you know, that I, I put a why in the happiness. So I like to ask my guests this question, right? So knowing I put the why in happiness, what does happiness look like for you? And how does that show up every day? Knowing that why is there? You know, I didn't answer that question in a very long time until I was signing up the form uh, to be on your podcast. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but I, I post about it actually, you know, because I didn't, I couldn't believe at that moment what, what came out of my, I mean, in my, out of my mouth, out of my mind, you know, because I really didn't think about my answer at that moment. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm realizing I, I'm not going to tell you in the exact way I put, I put it on my post. If you will ask me this 10 years ago, it would be something like, oh, you know, having a hot chick, money, being a friend of the beach, <laughs> right. having a party, all that kind of stuff. That would be my answer. Five years ago would be like, you know, man, I just want to have peace and like nobody fucking around with me and, 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 and not having to deal with problems. That's, that's probably what happiness looked like for me. But now, man, like what really motivates me and really makes me happy is when you have to wake up that day in the morning where you don't want to wake up and you have to push yourself, you know, or when you are like sore as hell because you just push yourself too much in the gym, mm-hmm. when you know that you're, 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 whether it is in, in your finances and your business and your relationships and your health or whatever it is in what area of your life is, when you know that you're under pressure, that's, that's what makes me happy, you know, because it means that you're growing. It means that you're pushing yourself forward. It means that you're doing something significant for yourself because when you're not doing anything for your life, you don't experience all that stuff. You don't experience pain. You don't experience pressure. You don't, ex- you don't experience any, any challenges when you're just sitting down there in your comfort zone. You don't experience any of that. And that's how people get miserable, you know, because they're, 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 they're sitting in the same place, but you're constantly moving. Then you start facing all these kind of things on a daily basis. So for me, man, happiness is to have the ability to know that I have the opportunity to wake up every single day and go push myself in every single thing that I'm doing. For me, that's happiness now. <laughs> that's awesome. Man, that's, I couldn't have said it better myself, bro. Like, yeah, I got tired of being the guy going like, I wish that was me, you know, like, well, get off your friggin' ass and go do something, right? Yeah. Um, and what, I, what I'm learning now in the last year, year and a half, or the year, at least being an apex is that, now I'm getting uncomfortable being comfortable. You know what I mean? Like all the yep. books, like we all read, you know, we're all trying to push ourselves to be the best and most elite version of ourselves. Like now when it's comfortable, I get like, well, like I'm not doing something. Right. So I got to go out and do something. Right. So like, I'm constantly <laughs> like you pushing myself to climb that peak. Right. You know, and the beauty of it is, is like we have each other to pull each other up. And that's how that's happiness to me is watching someone, you know, 
go out there, get it. And then they turn around and they're helping someone else do the same thing. You know what I mean? And like all of us, we could have different businesses, but I love it. It's like, we're all here for each other, you know? And I wish it was like that for the rest of the world. And we know we see it on Facebook, all the negativity, all this poor me shit, or, you know, look what that asshole doing or look what that dude doing. You know what I mean? I love our group because we all push each other to be our best. And, and, and that comes from the top. And as you know, that comes from the top down and absolutely you know, there's different levels. You know, no one treats us any different. Like I was blown away at that event when, you know, like I was getting hugs from executives that, you know, I met on Facebook from you, like there, there's the, what is it? The entrepreneur and then entourage. Like it was like, we're all, at the same level and how cool yeah. is that when you can run with a tribe like that like that to me is happiness right even though yeah. i know that nothing outside of me that's why i put the why because it starts with me right it starts with you it's cool when you run with like-minded people and then that's when happiness shows up for me so man this has been an awesome episode bro you've been amazing i'm i'm glad Thanks, i brought you know, I, I see your passion. You know, I saw it when I was in the, the, <laughs> let me tell the audience, man, this guy's got some serious energy, man. He was all over the place, just like, you know, <laughs> making friends and, you know, and that's cool. And, um, you know, I'm like you that- said, you know, like, like you just said, it's just being surrounded with that, that type of people, man, you know, and that's, I think that's, that's two keys for happiness. You know, it's like, yeah, you have, you find happiness within you first. Right. Right. But like you were talking about all these people always hating on social media. I think it's because they don't have nothing better to do with their lives. You know, they're, they're in a place where they're not growing. They're, they're not challenging themselves. They're not experiencing anything new. They're not putting themselves under pressure. You know, it's like, like when, when I go to CrossFit, right? Like I couldn't go to CrossFit this week, two days because I was so freaking sore. You know, like <laughs> I got to, I was so sore, man, that I, like, if I go one more time across with I'm going to, I'm going to not going to be able to walk because that's how painful it was, you know, but why we keep going over and over again, because it feels good to challenge yourself. You know, it feels good to be sore. It feels good to know that you're going through all this stuff and putting yourself under pressure and being surrounded with the right people, you know, like when you're in the room with people that are making eight, nine figures, you know, it's like, holy shit, I want to be one of those, you know, and then the attitude and the humility that these people have that, they treat you like one of them, you know? <laughs> What's cool is when we get to know them, we find that they've had their struggles too. Like they're no different than we are. They just a couple steps ahead of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But that's why I'm, you know, like I'm grateful that you're part of my circle, bro. You know what I mean? And oh, me too, brother. As we, uh, as we grow together and get to know each other even better, you know, with the, this year and, and moving forward. Like I'm glad you're a part of my, I'm grateful that you're a part of my circle. So I appreciate you coming on as a guest, but, but before we leave, is there anything you want to let the audience know and or let them know where they can find you and, and, and stuff like, like let them know where they can find you. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. First, um, where they can find me, the easiest way to find me, you just go to Pedro, uh, online. That's pretty much where you find all links to, um, my social media, my businesses, and my podcast too, and everything I do, you find everything there in one place. So that's the easiest way to find me. You can set up an appointment from there too. So you can do everything from there. So Pedro Meneses dot online. And um, what else I can share with your audience, man? You know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot recently uh, for the past few days is uh, um, just have to be honest with yourself, you know, like a lot of people, 
I, 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 what resonated with me on, on that is, uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, tweet that uh, Elon Musk posed a couple of weeks ago, no, saying, well, saying if you wanna, if you're an, if you wanna be an entrepreneur, but you're looking for words of encouragement, don't be an entrepreneur. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> so you know the, the way I, the, the way I see it, man, is like a lot of people want words of encouragement right now in their lives, but they haven't done anything to deserve that shit, you know, right. like. Do like the what work. you have done, the, the, yeah, yeah, do the work first, you know, like found, find what are your flaws, like what are you doing wrong with yourself, like accept, first of all, all the bad shit in you, because we are, we are, we're not perfect humans, right? We all have done a lot of mistakes, we all have stuff within ourselves that still needs to be fixed, right? Right. Why don't, why don't face that first before you can get some words of encouragement and realize the things that you have to change and do something, get to work, because if you want the reward, that's what you have to start with, man. You know, like it doesn't start with like, oh, you got this. No, motherfucker, get to work and then you're going to get the words of encouragement. You know, like prove that you can, that you deserve that. Prove that, that you really want to fix yourself. Prove that you really want to be happy. Prove that you really want to improve your life. But if you don't want to do that, you don't deserve fucking encouragement, you know? Right. So that's things can be the last piece of, <laughs> uh, the last piece of advice I can share, man, because it's not when you fa face the truth. Like I said, no, the truth is ugly, right? It's going right. to piss you off first, but it's going to set you free. And that's the thing, man. Like you have to learn how to accept the truth within yourself, especially with yourself, you know, and really, really accept what those things that you have to change in order to move forward in life. So I think that's the last piece of advice I can share, man. Awesome, bro. I couldn't have said it better myself, you know, like it's like, you know, if you're going to complain, take a look in the mirror first. What are you not doing? Yeah. So I, I appreciate you coming on the show today and doing it. This was an awesome, this is going to be an awesome episode, bro. I think we're going to get Thanks, a lot of this one. So I appreciate you, my brother. Um, again, you know, you can find him on Facebook. He just let you know where you can find him on his and his businesses and his podcast. Check out his podcast. Let him know what your podcast is, Pedro. Yeah, it's called The Brewing Business Show. And um, right now we are transitioning a little bit from where it started to where it's going. Um, but basically it's entrepreneurship. You know, my goal with the podcast is to help others to become the most lived version of themselves in every single area of their lives. And all of that, well, we'll enjoy a cold beer. <laughs> there you go, people. You want to enjoy a cold beer with Pedro, man. Check out his podcast. There's nothing like, like talking about business life or self-development and having a beer, man. That's the best time you have a conversation. <laughs> uh, I wish I could, but that might uh, not be so good. I know. Me, but that's, uh, <laughs> I, I get it. I'll, I'll live vicariously through you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me, brother. Really appreciate you uh, for inviting me. Uh, the honor's all mine. Thank you for uh, coming and being a guest, my brother.